Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Beauty and the Beast After Show. Finally, we are back just for you covering episode four and five. Something's gotta give, and it's a wonderful beast. So it's time to get roaring. Let's go. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. And Vince is to blame. You give love a bad name. Yeah. Thought I'd kick this show off right with a little bit of singing. Hey, beasties. As you notice, I am all by my lonesome tonight. So it's you and me co-hosting the show together. So don't forget to find the hashtag. Hashtag ABTVBATB. We'll have that window open so I can talk to you and talk about all the things that you would like to talk about this evening. So... First and foremost, follow me at Boys and Beauty 01, and let's get the conversation started, shall we? I'm going to open up with episode four, and then we'll just go right into five. So the first thing we have to talk about in episode four is, um, hello, pregnancy much? That was a huge theme, baby fever all over the place. Enjoyed it-ish, but then it got old for me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I get it. Like, they were just really trying to make that theme fluid throughout the entire thing. And I do believe Billie Jean Girl was asking me if I really hoped that Catherine was pregnant. And I have to say... No, I'm sorry. No, um, because it just didn't fit. It didn't. It, it, their life is way too crazy, first and foremost. And it was interesting. The you have the dichotomy of her being a woman. And of course, they have to include that, you know, she's at that age where she's having baby fever. But then you have Vincent, who's going to be the more, I guess you could say, level-headed, logical one, right? Because he's thinking about life in general, and there's people trying to kill me, which they discover this episode. And uh, yeah, that's a lot to balance. They barely have time to just hug and kiss like a normal couple, and to put a baby in the mix probably wouldn't be a good thing. Not to mention, has anybody seen Twilight? Yeah. Not trying to go through that Renesmee, whatever the heck was going on, crazy beastie baby. Not a good pregnancy. So I think it's definitely good that it was towards the end. But I really did like the reveal. I liked the moment when Catherine, first of all, she brings home these crazy kids with wifey. Wifey, control your babies. You got little babies' kids running around the house. But that's that. We'll we'll talk about that. The point is, is, I really enjoyed when Catherine was so frustrated that she said to Vince, "You know, you're not the one who's worried about being pregnant." Oh, dang! I said that out loud, didn't I? Shoot. And I really, really liked Vince's reaction because I think what she was expecting more of was like a dull, and him being like, "Oh." okay, we're going to have to deal with this. Instead, he just did that really endearing hug and was like, baby, we will get through this. And okay, yes, I'm happy. Okay, I'll be happy. Um, So yeah, I thought that was really sweet. And it just shows them how they work through things as a couple on a more human level, if you will, because those are quote unquote human problems not that their other problems aren't human but just saying putting all the craziness aside that's that's stuff that everyday people deal with so it was really really interesting now going back to baby's kids okay um wife get your life together okay because she's got these kids if you bring children into somebody else's home regardless if your husband is missing i know your head's a little bit somewhere else but they are breaking stuff all over the place I, would, I was like, yeah, you know what? You let her pay for whatever's broken. Catherine talked about, oh, it's fine. No, you let her pay for that. Her kids are damaging stuff. Anyways, I see in the chat that we have a lot going on. So pardon me. I'm going to look up and see what you guys are saying. Um, not talk about what? What do you want not want me to talk about? Ivan Soto. I don't know. I missed the top of that. But apparently somebody doesn't want me to talk about something. 
ah, who's gonna bring back the procedural? I hate, who, what? Who's hating the, what? I mean, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the procedural, but that's what this show is based upon. I like when it's sprinkled in there, here and there, but I definitely do, you know, Beauty and the Beast, it's Beauty and the Beast. It's a love story. At the end of the day, whether it's modern or tale as old as time, it's still a love story. We still want to see it. Um, anyways, okay, so that's what a couple of other people are saying, Twilight. Oh, I think someone got mad at me for bringing up Twilight. Sorry, I, mean, it's, I know, a totally different world. I'm just just talking about the baby situation. You got the half half-breed for lack of better words, you know, half human, half beast. Oh, and they bring up, what is that girl's name? I wrote it down. I totally forgot about her. Season three, um, the redhead, the really pretty fiery redhead who is half and half. So we did actually see that at one point during this series. And my phone is just lit, you guys. Thank you for, for joining in the conversation. I love when you talk to me on Twitter and co-host with me. Uh, let's see, what is anybody saying? No kidding, kids being out of control. That was not cool. Says Ruth Cassidy. Hi, Ruth, how are you? Uh, let's see, do we think Catherine is pregnant? It would have been a beast baby. Yeah, absolutely. I think the genes run through and through, definitely. I think it would have been a half baby, honestly, um, which would have been really interesting. But I'm, I'm, I'm slightly glad the show didn't go there. Uh, what else? Oh, oh, and the fact that Catherine was avoiding the pregnancy test, too busy to pee. Um, but I like the interactions that she had both with Tess and with her sister. We love her sister, which, by the way, sister decides to start seeing Kyle again. I'm like, come on, can you let the kid go? But, you know, that's just me being biased because I think he's a bad guy, right? A any other dude, maybe. Uh, but whatever. That's little, little, little plot lines. What else do we have? Oh, I put in my notes, because this was a prediction from when Austin Basis was here, that he was going to be a man in black-ish, you know, secret agent. That didn't turn out so well, did it, guys? Yeah. It was great. Good effort, right? But um, first of all, did not expect to see JT get tased by these kids, for lack of better words, all these bloggers. And I was so mad at the bloggers, too, because here they are on their little high horse thinking they got they got the mystery solved. They know who the beast is. Poor JT. Poor, poor poor JT because he was just trying to help right and he had this whole story that he was giving out like DHS I'm sent by DHS and you know I'm trying to protect you oh why are you trying to undermine us I'm not trying to undermine you and the fact that they were trying to get him to beast out it was like watching a really bad circus act gone wrong because it's, you know it's like do this trick right now beast go for social media go he's like dude come on seriously do I look like a beast valid point but i will say to austin basis excellent excellent emotional work because you got to go through this journey with him as he starts coming to this own revelation in his own saying that basically he a first of all he's lost but b him thinking that he's really not that great like he's a nobody and i thought oh like that touched my heart so much um i don't know what do you guys think uh, how did you guys react to that whole situation were you guys frustrated little hurt at the same time um i do like that after that him and tess they they connected over the look they're not they're not back together yet they will be um but i do like that she pointed out the fact that hey you wanted to do something and you did something they took down the blog site you did something it may not have been the exact result you were looking for or or it didn't happen the way you saw it happening but it's down it's it you made a contribution so Anyways, what else is everybody else saying? In Beauty and the Beast from the 80s, they had Catherine get pregnant and then die. Oh, 
Wow, um, Billie Jean, <laughs> that was a little sad. Uh, maybe, maybe I should screen these before I read them out loud. But anyways, yes, let's not have Catherine die, please. Not in the final episode, final season. Um, anyway, but yeah, going back to JT. So um, we have to really earn this relationship back, which I... I think it's a good thing because in television, if you have somebody break up and get back together so quickly, as much as we really want it as an audience, it may not be as rewarding. So to have the characters go through their own journey and to have Tess admit like this sucks, you know, because JT, it's always like when the person breaks up with you as the person on the receiving end of the breakup, you feel like you're the only one that's suffering. And so it's nice to have Tess be very honest with her feelings and say, hey, like, no, this sucks, and I do miss you, but for the greater good of you and who you want to become as a person and our relationship, if we have one in the future, you need to figure this out. So in that sense, you see her growing. Not that she wasn't grown already, but you know what I mean? Like, I... I I get it. And I do hope that they come together by the end of the season, though. I will say that. All right. What are you guys saying in the chat? Forgive me while I look up and see what's going on. Um, people are still talking about the procedural. Let's see. Empress BC. I love JT&T, but not in a rush for them to be back together. Thank you. And that's a delayed tweet, too. So I'm glad that we are seeing things eye to eye. I agree. Um, let's see. JT&T need to get on the same page. Yes, they do. Ruth Cassidy, they sure do. Okay, so let's go and see what else we want to talk about for this episode. And by the way, let me know if there's anything that happened, because this was a week ago. Make sure you let me know. Tweet either at me at boysandbeauty01 or join the hashtag. Let me know if there's something that happened last week. Uh, let's see. What was my favorite part? Honestly, the part I already brought up was basically the reveal that Catherine thought she was pregnant and and how Vince took everything. But also, we have this element of, I didn't even hit Albert, this guy. So I don't know how truthful the wife was in saying that she had no idea that her husband was a hired contract killer. I mean, it is a life of secrecy. Maybe she knew, maybe she didn't. Either way, um, it was interesting because we don't know. He obviously is for Team Sniper. I'm going to say there's Team Sniper and Team Kidnapper. Team Kidnapper is going to be the the bounty hunters because they want him. Obviously, you have a bounty. You want him still alive. And Team Sniper who just wants him dead. But we had the reveal that somebody wants him dead. What use is Vincent if he's dead? That's what I want to know. Unless you think you're protecting the world in some sort of weird, strange way by eliminating the beast. But... Why are you eliminating his friends, too? Like, there's there's a bigger storyline behind that. I'm not really quite sure what it is, but we'll get down to it. The point is, I did not understand how... Didn't we have a moment, guys, where he could heal very quickly? I swear in a past episode, or excuse me, past season, he could heal rather quickly. So the fact that he got shot twice and he just continued to bleed out and be hurt, I was thrown off, to be honest with you. And to see the whole chase scene happen where... He was running and obviously leaving a trail of blood, and this guy just seemed to always constantly have one up on him. It was very, very frustrating. Glad he died, but still very frustrating to watch. And it obviously carried over into the next following episode, so I don't know. Which means, you know, I'm going to check to make sure I, I can move on, because I, I do want to move on to this week's episode. Uh, Everyone's already talking about the next episode Okay, well then, hey, why not? Let's go into episode number five. It's a Wonderful Life, which I didn't realize, to be honest with you, I did not realize that was the title of this particular episode. And as I'm watching it and we're going through this whole dream sequence, I thought, this feels like the Christmas Carol. Does anybody else feel like we're seeing the Christmas Carol? Eh, makes sense. 
Wonderful Life. If you haven't seen that movie, by the way, great movie. It's a classic. Anyhow, uh, going into the actual episode, um, taking it from the sniper people, going into the sniper people this time around. We have all of our buddies in this bar, first of all, tricked into going there. And then Vincent having this parallel world of what's real and what's not real. I'm really curious to know what inspired the artists, not artists, but the right, well, they're artists in their own right, but the writers to go in this direction, right? Because I don't know if it necessarily moves the story forward in terms of this season. It was a great episode, don't get me wrong, but I'm not really sure what its purpose was outside of reassuring Vincent that life would not be better without him and Catherine together. Great theme, though. Great theme. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it was it was really interesting to see them go backwards a little bit. And I think it was Billy Jean Girl that tweeted me earlier. What if it wasn't you and it was somebody else? I'm so sorry, but the tweet was really funny because she had said, "You know, how did you feel about seeing basically Vincent in his birthday suit, even though he was a little bloody in the zoo? He was still naked." It still counts. We got abs. We got abdominals. <laughs> anyway, um, no, you know, it was actually really sad, to be honest with you. I, I didn't know what was going on at first, and I know he saw the scar and he freaked out, but I didn't realize that he was in the present, if that makes sense. I thought it was a flashback. I didn't realize it was a current dream. And it was interesting to see him try to convince everybody in that world who he was, what has been established, and what hasn't. It was almost like a really great reminder of seasons one through three, if that makes sense. Like, it's just refreshing our memory and reigniting our passion for the storyline, the characters. We got to see Evan again. Hello. Which, by the way, did he have an accent in season one? One, I I don't. Or well, what was he? He's in one, one and two. I don't know why it threw me off because I, obviously we know he's British, but for some reason it felt like it was really thick. And I don't know if it's because he just hopped on the plane and came on over and did the episode. And he was still had it fresh in his mouth or what? But either way, I was like, okay. Um, and interesting, obviously, to see him and Catherine married. And did you guys feel any chemistry sparks? I mean. I get that they were going for not so much of the chemistry, but it was sad for me. Sad in that Evan has always been a good guy. His intentions were good. He didn't ever go about certain things in the right way, but he always had it in his heart that it was it was for Catherine, always, and it still happened that way. Uh, but this version of Evan I actually really liked because you have the husband who's just trying to be there for his wife and really fix things and even 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 Vince said you know wow you're a good man I'm so sorry like almost let it slip like I'm so sorry you had to die and he died again by gunshot again uh, but what also made me sad is him realizing that Vincent brought something to Catherine's life even not knowing what what the story is right all he knows is this guy comes out of nowhere and and sparks something in his wife. So him telling Vincent, like, you know, maybe you can maybe you can help her find the answers so she can come back to me. It's basically the motive behind that. Um, so, yeah, really, really sad about that. But really mad at him, too. Who else was mad at him for being a snooper? You. You are the reason we had this problem. I'm going to put the pen down. Sorry. I'm, I'm getting emotional here. But seriously, Evan did not belong snooping in his wife's work desk work desk private uh and uh, he just doesn't think making the phone call to murfield what did you think really what did you think calling this pig power 
powerful organization. It's like when somebody gets kidnapped and you give them what they want, did you really think that they're not going to shoot whoever that's a witness? Come on. Same thing. So the fact that he pretty much just handed Catherine over on a silver platter, like, here, take my wife. No big deal. Come on, man. So I was a little mad about that. Um, And I want to say what you guys are talking about as well. Uh, Let's see here. Ruth Cassidy, there was a spark early on, but not enough to overcome true love. Very true. Well, they're soulmates. Regardless, they're soulmates. You can't get in between that. Uh, Let's see. Boobies. Hi, boobies. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Boobies says there was never any spark between Catherine and Evan. Only friendship. I agree. I mean, they were... They were best friends. And sometimes I think the theory between people can be when you're in that place of comfort that best friends make the best lovers. And they do. But I really think that it's important, even if you are, you have to have the best friendship, but you have to have the chemistry. You have to have that that want, that need, that yearning for that person. You just want to grab them and never let go. Just like that. Make that noise, too, when you grab them. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was definitely missing between the two and definitely necessary. And I thought it was cool and interesting at the same time that they really, really brought it back because Catherine was talking about that night with her mom and she was still trying to solve that mystery and still insistent. And nobody believed her still. No one. So, yeah, really bringing it back to the beginning. Um, but even her husband, and that's important too. Your husband should believe you, even if he doesn't slightly believe you. He should believe you when it's something that important. So, that, look, that's where he lost her way back. Um, but we also got to see Dad. So a lot of people got to come back this episode. It's like, welcome. Welcome back, all you guest stars. But anyways, got to see Dad and... It was cool. I I enjoyed seeing him back again. I'm really mad that he shot Vincent, but whatever. I get it. It made sense of the storyline. Like I said, going back and forth. And we do have the going back and forth with Catherine, by the way, uh, when she's holding Vince and he's going through his, what do they call him? Fuge. What was he doing? He was doing something. He was beasting out. I'm going to call it beasting out. They called it a fugue. Thank you. Yeah. When he was fuging out. Um, But her saying, like, don't stay with me. I love you. I need you. I love you. I love you. And it was such an endearing moment. And I think also done purposefully in that when it was written, you have JT on one side and you have Tess on the other side. And you can't tell me after witnessing something like that, there's a little piece of you that is thinking about that other person you just broke up with. You know? So I think that was put in place for a reason. That's my own theory. And uh, let's see, Ivan, if I'm saying your name right, I hope so. Totally. I hope you're totally agreeing with me, or maybe not. Uh, Awesome to having so many season one throwbacks. Yes. Catherine even caressed Vincent's scar. Yeah, she did. She did. I think she knew, even though, well, first of all, take what let's rewind to the fact that they also put them on the rooftop another throwback irony just irony in this episode uh but you know when vincent comes up to the rooftop and he's telling Catherine like i am this and i know all these things about you and then she's like right in the face and just like kicks him real good i think she kicked him either way at first i was like what are you doing but then really putting myself in Catherine's shoes you got this dude I mean, he's good looking, though. That's got to earn him some points. He's good looking. But either way, you got this dude that walks up to you and he says all this private information to you. I'd probably think, stalker alert. Okay. But I'd be curious. 
I would have at least listened a little bit more before I jumped the gun and kicked somebody in the face, but maybe that's the cop in her. I don't know. Either way. Uh, but yeah, we got to see a little bit of that. I'm trying to think of whatever moments. Oh, the gummy worms. Hello. We got to bring back the gummy worms. Vegan gummy worms. In my heart, those are vegan. Anyway, um, but so I love that JT has no idea that the hot detective in the future does become his girlfriend eventually. And the advice that Vince gives him is, dude, gummy worms. Gummy worms and making her laugh. And then they brought it back into the present when it was at the end of the episode. And you got JT talking to Tess. And he's like, here's gummy worm. Made you laugh. And I was like, yeah. You're, you're working your way back in there. You're work, you you got it. You got this. Uh, okay, so I hear my phone going off. Uh, I see what all my co-hosts at home are saying. Do, 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 do. Co-host, thank you for joining me. All right, Ruth Cassidy. Austin is on chat. Is he? Chat, Austin! Gummies! Hey! Hi. Austin owes me a bathtub show. Putting you on blast, tell me I owe you a monkey shower cap. I haven't forgotten. Anyways, we will get him in the tub. And for those of you who have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, I host a show called Boys and Beauty, not Beast and Beauty, although we should have one of those two. But uh, Boys and Beauty, in my tub, we talk about hot dudes, because that's what us girls like to talk about, and beauty tips, because those are essential. Anyways, Austin Basis, hashtag hottie of the week. All right, let's talk about the episode. He's laughing. I hope he's laughing. Anyway. Or shaking his head. Just shaking his head like, oh, God, this girl leave it alone okay anyways hi let's get back to the show what did you think about seeing Catherine and tess's hair in season one again you know what's funny i did take notice of that and i went oh she got some weave and she got a flat iron okay <laughs> but anyways yeah it was cool it was cool um what else can we talk about guys do 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 did you forget about evan when you saw him again no i didn't forget about evan not at all. I forgot that he was doing this cross-species DNA studies, though, when Murfield brought it up. It was also weird to see Murfield again, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, them. You guys were so long ago. I don't know. Either way. Um, let's see. Oh, Austin. What up, girl? <laughs> Hi. Um, anyways. Yeah, like I said. Oh, Ivan. Somebody is, not, somebody is not a fan of Tess. You know, she's just going through it. She's just a girl. I'm just a girl in the world. Okay. Stay on track. Stay focused. That's what happens when I join you guys in the conversation. Let me go back to my notes. Somebody help me. I'm not even on the topic of the episode, so let me get back into it. Um, let's see. We talked about dad and uh, being married in the real world. Oh, oh JT, Austin. Um, we got to talk about... Uh, JT and bringing up the whole super soldier thing and and having Vince say hey by the way I already forgave you how'd you know about that and again it was another moment that made me go oh yeah that happened the other season so it was nice it was nice to have all these uh, memory lane you know circumstances brought up again minus the Murfield situation because we're done with them um oh p.s and the snipers are still on the loose i know i just jumped left field but either way uh these people are so annoying because nobody can seem to grasp just a little clue to get us some momentum to start figuring this out we have what 13 episodes we're in episode five let's start finding out who these people are Making me so mad because what value, I, I bring it up again, but what value is it to have a bunch of people that are dead? That helps nothing. Wouldn't it be something, I was probably prediction territory, but wouldn't it be something if this whole situation 
uh, is actually being brought upon by the DH agent whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. Probably not, though, because his family was put in danger in episode four, which was very, very sad, by the way. Um, but would it be something if he was the one who was in charge of all this situation? Hashtag things that make you go, hmm, just saying. All right. Um, so let's see. Totally strange seeing Murfield. Somebody else agrees with me. What if the big bad guy, two bad guys know each other and this... Con- oh, it's a contest. That is a great prediction. And I'm so sorry from far away. I can't see Ren J. 9098, I think. I don't know. I'm sorry. The screen is so far away from me. But basically, you're saying that what if it's a contest? Which would be a really great storyline between the bounty hunters and the people who are the snipers. But it still is weird that one set of people want them dead and the other person just wants to capture him. Then again, once you get him, then what? You make him into a trophy. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know the whys, the why these things are going on. But in the meantime, it just feels like there's nowhere safe for them to be and that that stinks you know before they had the sewer that was their sanctuary then they had the the hoochie coochie bar if you will uh yeah jt your house anyway uh but anyway uh they had all these and now it's like there's nowhere to go you they, they weren't even safe in their home and um you know towards the end of the episode when they backed away from the hospital window i actually thought they were going to cut to a shot of somebody else like a sniper looking through his little scopey scope uh, at the window, to be honest with you. So um, I think that might happen maybe next episode. Who knows? What do you guys think? Um, Ruth Cassie agrees, but I don't know if she could be agreeing about something. Oh, Kyle. What if Kyle is a mastermind? I'm not going to put it past him. Keep saying it. He's a creeper. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe maybe he's the one who's hired everybody and done all this stuff. Uh, but, okay, sorry, I'm just, like, all over the place, so thank you for bearing with me, guys. P.S., Janisha should be back next week. I apologize. Really quick. So, like, she's out of town, unfortunately, uh, and last week, awesome story, I was taking a parkour class. Sorry, guys, not relevant to the show, but relevant to why we were not here last week. Um, taking a parkour class, running over, oh, trying to be, you know, a beast like Vincent and jump off of this wall and do a front flip, and my knee hit the top of my head. But it hit it so hard that my whole knee swelled up and bruised the top, the bottom. Like, I couldn't even walk. It was the stupidest accident ever. Anyways, go going back to my bright, pretty, beastie notes. Um, okay, so let's just wrap this up because I have some news and gossip. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, oh, I like that these characters even when we went into the flash i'm gonna call it flashback but in the dream sequence they were very tried and true to who they are as characters so you have Catherine, who is still that person who does not give up who is still stubborn who still wants answers and will not stop until she gets her answers then you have jt and you have tess who are both loyal and they stand by their friends and both willing to cover for their friends or do whatever it takes for their friends nothing about who they were in this dream sequence was at all different from who they are today they've evolved a little bit since then obviously with the increase of knowledge in all the experiences that they've had but i just think that's to me it's just it's great writing to have that consistency all the way through and who everybody is so yeah i think that's pretty much it if there's something i've left out co-host please feel free to either tweet it at me at boys and beauty one or in the hashtag hashtag abtv b-a-t-b i can bring it up before i get myself into news and gossip so yeah let me check and see poor me 
Ruth Cassie, we missed you. Oh, oh, thank you. My knee. If you guys saw the color of my knee right now, you'd be like, what? Yeah, that's that's what's going on. Anyway, okay, so that's pretty much it. Um, could us SoCal BCs ever come watch with you? It'd be a blast. Oh, Ruth Cassidy. Yeah, I mean that. You know what happened? It's really quick. There was a Beastie Roundup, right? And a few of you guys, we got to meet. We had lunch together, and I tried to get some people, Carrie Barrow and I, to come in and co-host with me because I knew I was going to be alone. And some people got a little stage fright. So I'm just saying, if anybody wants to come co-host with me, and you're in California, and I'm sure to co-host because Janisha's not here, maybe we could have a little contest or something. Come sit right here. Keep it warm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's get into some news and gossip because now I'm just being chatty Kathy and talking you off about everything and nothing all at once. After Buzz TV News. So I have pictures because y'all know I have pictures. If you have fan art, guys, please send me your fan art. I love showcasing your creativity, and you guys are what make this show special, just in general. So please feel free to tweet them into my DM box. And let me pull up an article that I want. Oh, so this picture is obviously of Nicole. And I just found out a fun fact about her, which maybe I am so behind, but I caught it on her Instagram, that she's a vegan foodie. I'm like, yeah, go vegans, because, you know, I'm vegan too. So that just makes me love her a whole lot more. Uh, This is some fan art. So take a look at this fan art while I pull up the article that I want to pull up with Nina. Okay, so let's move into the next one. If you guys are listening to the podcast, then my apologies. Make sure you watch us on YouTube so you can see all the fun fan art and you can submit it to me as well. Um, yeah, so I I pulled these up right before I got here. If I don't have your Twitter handle, I am so sorry for not giving you credit, but hopefully you've put your Twitter handle on your fan art so that way everybody else can see your fantastic work. Let's go into the next one. Some things I know are, I think, by Deviant Art. I just don't know which ones. Battos, Battos. That we- one is by at... K-E-L underscore P-A-C. Oh, Kelpak! Hey! I don't know if she's still watching. She was, like, always with us last season. I haven't heard much from her. Not too many peeps, but hopefully she is. Do we have any Twitter handles on this one? We do not. No! All right, well, let's move on to our next one. This one, I think, is by DeviantArt. This is really cool. I don't know if this person did this with a phone app or they really drew this, but if they drew this, it's phenomenal. That's really, really good. But we know that you guys like to send stuff for people's birthdays, fun fan art, so that's pretty awesome. How cool to be on the receiving end of that. Um, okay, do I have any more fan art going on? That is all. That is all. Okay, let's see what I want to tell you guys about. Oh, so, okay, and Austin has talked about this before, too, right? We're talking about the pairing of JT and Tess and trying to get these characters to come together before it was a theme to come together. And can I just say that back in season, I think it was two? When I was hosting the after show and I kept saying, oh, I want them to be a couple. And whomever was co-hosting with you at the time was like, nah. Boom. Boom. Anyways, um, but JT, no, JT, sorry, Austin, your wife was always saying that she thought, you know, you guys would be a great pairing. And then in this article that I was reading, it was actually Nina who was saying that she was trying to pitch it as well to the writers and just saying that she felt like they'd be a great couple because... They can bond over the way that they live because they both have to share the secret. They both protect their friend. And to try to have a relationship outside of their circle would be so hard to maintain because it would be nothing but lies. And I thought that was such an excellent point for her to bring up as my phone dies. And I want to read this to you. Oh, 
bummer anyways so that was pretty much it but you could probably google this and read the rest of it it's on the examiner and it's called interview lisa yeah wow i always mess up her such a pretty name too nina lisandro looks back on season three of beauty and the beast so it's an old article but just really cool to hear her her take on their relationship so yeah that's my news for right now let's get into some predictions no crazy music okay (laughs) predictions Gosh, I did that on the internet, and that is going to be permanent. Good job. Anyway, okay, yes, cool music. All right. Little behind, little behind. Okay, so if you have predictions, now's your time. Put them in the hashtag, my predictions. Let's see. Uh, Well, you guys brought it up for me, but as far as the crazy Kyle, he's going to come back and be something real, real bad. Um, JT and Tess, I feel like they're going to get back together probably somewhere around episode 10. Because again, like I said, I want to see them work towards it and earn it. But I think that this journey in general will help him find his spot. And whether it's getting a new job, like we were talking about, as far as him being in the precinct, which I think would be great. I think it'd be awesome to have him working and maybe doing Evan's job. But that way, even though it's a separate job from Tess, it's still there and they still have something to connect through and over but they're not in each other's grill so much to where they get annoyed and i also want to predict that he is going to propose to test and make a ring out of gummy worms that's my my prediction right there uh anyways uh let's see what you guys are saying oh okay so ivan is pretty convinced that Catherine is going to be pregnant by the end of the season the season finale and that will be online forever now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, Austin, you have any predictions? Yes, let's let's uh, let's get Austin Basis up in this. And he can't, guys. He can't really tell us a prediction, but you can give me one far out there if you want to tell me what you wish would happen, which would probably tell us what doesn't happen. But that's okay. I'll deal with that. Um, let's see what else. Uh, as far as towards the end of the show, I feel like they'll get rid of whoever it is there is to get rid of, and I really honestly think that they'll move. Maybe not JT and Tess, but I think that Vincent and Catherine are just going to relocate. We'll still be buddies. We can still, you know, uh, what's it called? Skype? But I think that they'll want to start over. Whatever, Whenever whatever it is comes to an end, a new beginning has to start somewhere, and I feel like it's going to just be away. Just a fresh start, and... Who knows? Maybe they'll have their own business or something that is not involved with the law, procedurals, or anything stressful. No more stress. No more drama, like Mary J says. All right. uh, Anything else, you guys? Let's see. Such a romantic. Somebody's a romantic up in there. Um, I think at the end, Kat and Vincent will get a new identity. I agree. That's that's the direction I was going. Anyways, I had a great time with you guys. Thank you so much for those of you who stayed up late with me. I know I'm on the West Coast. It's so late, but I really enjoy talking with you guys. Austin, as always, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for watching with us. I'm going to listen to my phone real quick and see who's tweeting at me before I get out of here so I can say goodbye to them as well. Ruth Cassidy! Oh, oh, Kelpak misses me too. Oh, thank you. So anyways, thank you again so much. Please make sure to find me on all social media. I'm at boysandbeauty01 on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, boys underscore and underscore beauty underscore alicona. It's a mouthful. And also find me on YouTube, boys and beauty. Subscribe, like, comment, all those good things. I will see you next week with my co-host, Janisha John. Until then, roar, and I will beast you later. 
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.